justice for the blind. Just something that'll find in the rhymes that are coming from my mind. Welcome to episode 46 of the 476 podcast. Uh, we already know what it is. I mean, you see it on the screen. We're going to talk about game two. Um, this is the second time I had to record this because there was an issue on game one. My allergies are on fire. They are worse than Brett Brown's coaching, which I made this exact same joke on the first try, but I'm going to make this joke again because it was hilarious. It's worse than Brett, Brett Brown's coaching. Oh, no, this is Groundhog Day. I said the same exact joke on two episodes. Now it's really three episodes because the first try. Anyway, um, so, 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 yeah. This is gonna be this is gonna be sad. Uh, this is this is disgusting. Let's talk about this. I, at one point, I tried to find the uh, the replay this morning of this game. I couldn't find it uh, because I wanted to see at which point we fell apart in the first quarter. Because we we took obviously we jump out to a double digit lead in the first quarter, and then it seems to evaporate. And originally, I thought it was coincided directly with. Al and Raul that zero, I'm sorry, with Raul that zero, to save his name right, with Raul that zero's entrance into the game, but it really didn't. It, it was really when Tatum came out with four minutes to go, uh, had two fouls, and it's like he had a realignment on the on the on the sideline, came back in and immediately just immediately the the, the lead evaporates. Because you look at the first quarter, we we win 33-27. We were up double digits at one point. And then from that point on, it just falls apart every fucking moment from that point forward. I, I don't even need to talk about the rest of this game. I stopped watching six minutes in when Joel came out. When he, I mean, just six minutes left in the game when Joel came out for his final. Uh, when Joel finally came out, I just, I was like, I'm, I'm done with this game. Um, th- This was one of the worst uh, experiences of my life, period. Um, it was really, listen, I knew, I said on the last podcast that, that Matisse played okay defense. Uh, and I meant that, you know, I think people made way too much about the two for eight on Tatum because that, that could be anything two for eight. Doesn't really tell the whole story. It's not like a large sample size because Tatum could just be missing open shots. You know what I mean? Take, take, Matisse could be guarding him. Come off a screen, Tatum hits, shoots an open shot and misses it. And today was a difference where he came off an open, he came off a screen and was drilling open shots. And you saw Joel say, I've been saying this all bubble when Dame dropped 50 on us. How do you keep dropping in coverage off a screen and roll? It doesn't make sense anymore. It's not serving us any purpose except allowing people to have free reign at the rim. And that's exactly what happened. That's the story of this fucking game. Because you have Kemba. Kemba's coming off just just mid-range killing us, looking like fucking MJ in his prime. DeMar DeRozan out here just in the mid-range absolutely murdering us. And then Tatum coming off his screens. That I don't need that, that this is what happened. This is kind of a problem when you have guys like Matisse, like think I'd rather see Matisse go under the screen with his length. Honestly. I'd rather see Matisse go under the screen and try to contest that way. You know what I mean? They go over the screen and just give an open three-pointer to this dude. You know what I mean? Because he just can't contest right. And that contest, when he does try to block it from behind like that, leads to a lot of fouls sometimes, too. So it's not even that worth it to me. You know, not on a guy of Tatum. It's like Tatum is the same height. It's different when you try to do it to to Dame. If you get that block because you're taller than Dame, I can see how that makes some sense. But not here. Not here. It doesn't make sense. Whatever. Al comes in the game. Uh, Raul comes in the game. Uh, Joel leaves the game. Tatum comes back in the game. Joel comes back in the game. Matisse comes back in the game. It's over. We fall apart. Um, 
I want to I want to just dispel a couple things that I saw on Twitter because it's pissing me off. Uh, I saw someone complaining about Joel Joel throwing shooting too much floaters, too many floaters. He called them. They're not floaters, but that's what he called them because it's just they're just not power moves to the basket. Let me explain something real quick. To start the game, we do exactly what we're supposed to do: get the ball to him early, and it's like for the first time in. I don't know how long Joel is not actually reading. He's just going because that's what we've been. That's what I've been saying about Joe all this time. Stop reading. Just go catch the ball and attack. You are the best offense. Catch the ball attack. Don't even don't wait for anyone to come down. And we were doing it early and often. He was establishing position. We were getting him entry passes. He was dominating as he is one to do. That's what he does. He fucking dominates. He's the best center in the NBA. And if you don't see it, then I don't know what to tell you. Shout out to my homie Mario. He asked me, he, he thought we should trade him. I don't think we should trade him. Uh, he mentioned it because of his value. His value is so high right now. Would you trade him? I wouldn't trade him. You don't trade a, a piece like him, right? You don't, that's the, the one of the five best. You're never going to get any value that's, that you don't get a semblance of value. Uh, what would be, is my argument. You don't get a semblance of value back for him. You know what I mean? You're just never going to get anything that makes any sense. Unless you're talking about a rebuild. You know what I mean? Unless you're going to rebuild the team. And we can't rebuild the team because we're saddled with Toby and Al Horford. These two horrible contracts. You're essentially trading Joe to get these two assholes off the books is what you're trying to do. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I can't breathe. I, I may put this video out. I don't know because my allergies are just on one. Um, so, no, I wouldn't trade him. Let me go back here. This is the best center in the NBA. All right. And you watch him and it's not even a question. Could he do more? I, I don't know. I don't know. He Maybe he could be more decisive later. I don't know. They're showing him a lot of different looks. Oh, yeah, to, to the point about the stupid floaters. At one point, because he had shot two, two step-back fadeaways, which is a fine shot. It's a fine shot. No one would ever say to Dirk, please don't shoot this shot anymore. Why? What makes you think that Al is Shaq? I know he has Shaq's size and strength, but he doesn't have Shaq's stability and balance. Joe is constantly falling. The, you actually went. There was the one play where he went on Enos Cantor. I don't know. I I don't know if there's any uh, uh, any any uh, practice or any uh, like drills that he could do to stop stepping on people's feet because he does that shit all the time. And he steps on Enos Cantor's feet, and it's the worst tumble I've ever seen. I mean, he looks like your grandma tumbling down the steps, hitting lifeline up for help. You know, it's terrifying. I thought he was dead. All right. He, he, him driving into traffic like Shaq used to do is not really an option. You know what I mean? That's not his option. He is a cross between Shaq and Hakeem. He is. You know what I mean? And he needs to rely on that. So him hitting that, no one would ever complain about Dirk taking that fadeaway jump shot. No one would ever complain about it, especially when, when Joel is shooting at a high percentage. He's shooting at a high percentage. I have no problem with him taking those shots. And the other problem here is Enos is guarding him. Okay, on the right block. And our spacing is all on the left block. So all four players are on the left block, right? Well, what does that do? Let me explain what that does to you real quick, to the layman out here who don't understand the geography or the geometry of a basketball court. If you put all four other players on the other side of the court, all you essentially did was shorten 
the amount of defenders you actually need now. Because all you do is they have two, they have a bunch of high quality defenders. They have Jalen, Jason, and Marcus Smart all patrolling the perimeter. So what you're talking about now is you have guys who are playing passing lanes to these other four assholes who can't do anything. One of the assholes, Matisse, can't do anything on offense. He's a net zero as much as Howell is. And that's Howell's last fucking name. So, so now you're playing all these passing lanes. You have two guys playing the passing lane. One guy shading on top of the free throw line. One guy shading by the basket. Now Joel has no options. To, he has no options on offense. He can't spin over his left shoulder to go right because there's someone there waiting to either poke the ball away or someone by the rim waiting to take a charge. He can't really spin right because, again, the guy that's under the rim is right there. And all these – he's going to put himself under the basket where he can't make a pass to anybody because everyone is standing in the same fucking place. And there's a bunch of defenders waiting for him to make a pass here so he can steal it. So what's his option? Uh, okay, to fade away over his uh, over his right shoulder and try to make that, which is a shot he can make. It's a shot he can make. He has every skill set. So if he wants to go with that, it's fine because there's no one on that side. So he spins and he spins right, shoots a fade away. He missed it once or twice. Who gives a fuck? He had no other options here. There is no other option here. He doesn't have the strong hands that it requires to go over. You know, which is that's the thing I would like to see Joe do. You see these two dudes spin left, take the dribble, high dribble over both hands, right? Put it up top in front, one, two, and then finish. I would like to see that maybe. I can understand that, but that's not an easy shot either necessarily, especially when you're talking about somebody who is constantly tumbling and falling. You know what I mean? You want to keep his feet, you you would you need to keep his feet free of uh, free of traffic, you know what I mean? Because it's just not the is not the most optimal situation for him in there. I have no problem with how Joe played. Let me be clear: I have no issues at all with how Joe played. All right, no issues. When you don't have any other offensive threats on the court, what else is he supposed to do? You want him to save the fucking world? You want to save? You want him to save the fucking world? Every time he goes to save the world, you set a different city on fire. Imagine if Superman went to save Metropolis. All right, he goes to save Metropolis, and then you he hears on his mad crazy ears that someone has just thrown Lois Lane off the top of a building in Gotham. Not in Gotham, because Batman will be there to either let her die, but beat the shit out of the bad guy. Off the top of a building in Beirut. I'm sorry, not Beirut. Let's not use Beirut. That's a bad example. On top of the building of Bali. Okay. And now he has to go there. And at the same time, someone has now blown up the fucking gold, the, 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 the Golden Gate Bridge. And at the same time, someone has launched the satellite back down to Earth. Imagine if all these crazy things are happening at one time. What is he supposed to do? This is a fucking mess. This is a mess. This is a look at Matisse. Matisse, Matisse is zero on offense right now. And I wanted him to start. Understand, what did I say? I said Matisse or Furkan, right? Because Furkan can play make, is another passer who can get the ball into the post. Furkan is ruined. Do I want to get to Brett? Yeah, let me think about this. Should I end this on Brett? I don't even know. Let's look at the, let's look at the stats. Let's look at the stats. And I'll end on Brett. Excuse me again. <sighs> Toby, 13, for, 13 and 11 points. Um... I mean, <laughs> uh, uh, let, me, let me hold on. I'm sorry. I think he finished uh, four for 15. Let me pull up his. Uh, 
his stat line. Give me one second. I'm so sorry. I should have had this ready. I don't know why I'm, I, I be. I don't be thinking sometimes. Oh my God! You know what I forgot to do though. Uh, let me take a quick second to shout out first uh, Blueprint Barber Lounge located on Roland Avenue, uh, 6121. Um, the best haircut in the city is a fly situation. You walk in, you're alone with the barber. His name is Izzy. He's going to give you a fly haircut. He's going to make you feel like you were the only man in the world for him. And it's incredible. He's going to give you a beer. You're going to watch music videos. It's going to be a romantic time. Maybe light a candle. I don't know. You know, it depends what you're into. Uh, and, and he's going to really make love to your haircut. So it, it's going to work out for you. Give them a shout out. Give them a try. Uh, you can find them on Booksy to schedule an appointment. Um, yeah, and then uh, shout out to CJ Wendler, my homie TJ out there, getting that duct work in. Uh, if you need heat when it's cold, if you need cold when it's hot, my man is the climate king. He's going to come through. Uh, if you need, he is the human combatant of climate change. That is what he is. Uh, and he will come in and reduct your house if you need it. Um, I said he was located in Cogsville. He's not located in Cogsville. I always say that, uh, but he will travel, hit them up. CJ Wendler, cjwendler.com. You can find them on Instagram, uh, find them on my Instagram. Uh, yeah, that's it. So let's get let's get back to over here. That was my quick ad. That's how I saved me looking up these these things. Even though I meant to start the podcast, but I was too hot. I was too angry about it. Uh, Toby, four for fifteen. My man has not made a three pointer in this series yet. <sighs> Toby, I like you, man, as a dude. I really do. Like you are a good man. You're one of the best people that we've ever had. People. Um. You do so much in the community. You give a fuck about the cities you play for. You've done this in every community that you've stopped at along the way. And here you've really adopted us. Um, and you're just just great. God bless you. But right now, my man, you are trash on a basketball court. You cannot score. You don't have the requisite skill set to score on Jason Tatum or on Jalen Brown at all. You, I said on the first podcast, you cannot post up Marcus Smart. That man is immovable. And here you go and try to post up Marcus Smart, and you can't fucking move him. How many times do I have to say that shit? Do not try to post up Marcus Smart, please. This is the same mistake teams make again. I said about J if I could do an all-defensive post-up team, it would be Marcus Smart at shoot at point guard. It would be James Harden at shooting guard. And it would be Carmelo Anthony at the three. These three guys you cannot post up. I know you think you can post up the latter two because they're bad defenders. They have that, that, uh, that whatchamacallit, the, uh, that tag following them around. They are unpostable. You are unable to post up. You can't even send them postage in the fucking mail. They don't even go to post boxes or post offices. They will not be posted. They will, you can't post them on Instagram. You can't put a post-it note on their back. They will not be fucking posted. Marcus Smart will not be posted by you, Tobias Harris. Never in his life will he be posted up by you. 
Stop trying to post him up. That is not a mismatch for you. They kept saying that. Listen, I had to change the channel at one point of online Mark. God bless them. I love Mark Zumov. He is ingrained into this city. He is Philadelphia embodied. No question about it. I love you, Mark Zumov. But during the playoffs, I'm sorry. I cannot watch propaganda anymore. And that's what it is. You're going to have to criticize, guys. Stop saying that Toby has a mismatch because he fucking never has a mismatch unless the mismatch is Kemba. And then it's, it may not even be a mismatch. I don't even know if it's a mismatch, to be honest with you. There is no mismatch for Toby because he does not have the skill set to for this to be considered a mismatch. Watch Carmelo tapes, please. Get a jab step, mid-range jump shot. Work on that explosiveness because what, what, what Carmelo does, what Carmelo did in his prime was he was short in the court, right? He was short in the court to 18 feet. And he, he would explode on one step. It was a very simple move. Explode off one step and then finish at the rim, do a couple other, a couple things, right? Or that little jab step, jab step, boop, rise up and shoot. It's, it's a move I've adopted into my game. Shout out to my homie Dom. Ask him about it. Jab step, jab step, oop, 15 footer. It, it's, it's money. It's guaranteed. Adopt that into your game. Because right now, you can't go north to south on Tatum or, or, or Jalen. You can't. You can't post up any of them. You can't post up Marcus. You can't. You're not offering anything on offense. He's going to have a good game in game three. I almost promise you, because that's what Toby does. He has a shit, shit, shit game. And then says, oh, maybe I should try to earn this contract that I signed, which is not his fault. He needs to go take care of his family. He needs to go make the money. He can reinvest that money into the community. Give him money. It's fine. That dude is going to do good for people. I love him to death. He's a good fucking person. It's not his fault that we gave him that contract. And we're going to get to the front office in the back end of this podcast. But we're not going to talk about that right now. Toby, you can't post up Marcus. You can't score on Tatum. You can't score on Jalen. Stop fucking trying. Uh, I actually do like you you facilitating and initiating the offense, though. I think you do do a pretty good job. You have to work on your passing a bit, but I don't think it's that terrible, honestly. It's not that bad. It's not, it's not worse or better than any of the other people trying to initiate our trash offense right now because the offense being initiated is garbage. Let's be clear. So it, anyone, you can have Magic Johnson initiate this fucking offense. It's not going to turn out well for any goddamn person involved in this bitch Matisse bro one for two you are you're 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 nothing on offense and that's a problem if we want you to start to guard Tatum which doesn't matter because Tatum just just literally left his fucking light skin tracks on you my man cut his hair and left the shavings up and down your back you need to offer something on offense I'm sorry you gotta offer something on offense you're going to have to figure something out here. Backdoors, cuts, I don't know. They're going to put their weakest defender on you, so you got to find ways to make that person pay. That person a lot of times is probably going to be Kemba. You got to find ways to make that person pay. You know what I mean? You got to find ways to make that person pay. Now, if you're if, – if they're and I wasn't paying attention too much, so this is my fault. I don't know if they had Jalen or Jason on them most of the time. Uh, it's possible that they did. You know what I mean? And if that's the case, then then that's it. And they have Kemba and and uh, and Marcus Smart chasing around Shake and and Josh, which which makes sense. You know what I mean? Because they don't have the 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 scoring skill set to really cause an issue to have to be locked down by Jason or Jalen. They can have the days off and have one of them guard. Well, guess you're gonna have to do something. You're gonna have to force these dudes into something. I don't know what it is. I don't know what you're gonna do. Otherwise, you have to come out the lineup. You have to come out the lineup. You know what I mean? I don't I don't know what the answer. You're gonna have to come out though. Joe, unimpeachable. 34, 10, and 3. Um, 
you know, 11 for 21, obviously started incredibly high. 12 for 13 from the free throw attempt, 0 for 2 from 3. Listen, I have no problem with shooting the threes. He has to shoot threes sometimes because we can't get the ball to him any other place. And because here's Al, let me post up Al, two back-to-back dumbass possessions in the third. Was it the third quarter or the second quarter? Where we say, okay, let's post up Toby or Marcus, which he can't move. Let's post up, uh, 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 um, uh, I'm sorry, Al on Greg Williams. Guess, oh, oh, let's see. Let's ask, uh, let's ask the Magic 8-Ball what happens here. Shake, 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 shake. No scory. No one scores. Neither one of them score. Surprise, surprise. I could have told you that. <laughs> I could have told you that shit. Of course they didn't score. They're not good. Matisse. I'm, I'm sorry. Joel. I would like to see Joel be a little bit more active, keeping guys like Ennis Cannon off the offensive glass. The only thing I will, I'll say about Joel. Okay? That's all I'm going to say. But, but by the time Enos was actually making any difference on the offensive glass, the game was out of hand. Jason Richardson. Hey. Postalito, you played well, bro. I got nothing, nothing negative to say about you. You're not going to stop some of these guys from scoring. Kemba is an elite shot maker, been an elite shot maker in this league for many years. Jason Tatum is ascending. This is the Jason Tatum ascension series. This will be the series that we come into next year. They're going to be talking about Jason Tatum is one of the eight best players in the NBA, and it's going to be because of this series and, and whatever else happens in the playoffs problem. We are just we are just witnesses to that right now is what we are. And there's something scary happening. And I'll talk about that at the end. We are witnesses to Jason Tatum right now. That's all we are. So, Josh, you can do your best. Matisse, you can do your best. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. This is Jason Tatum's ascension. Uh, 18 points, 3 and 3. 18, 3 and 3. 3 rebounds, 3 assists. 6 for 12. Uh, 2 for 3 from 3. I mean, play good, man. Made yourself available to Joe. Hit, hit, uh, gave Joe a couple of assists. Uh, Joe had to finish the game with three assists, right? Yeah, and two of them were the were, were the Jay Rich. One was the Shake right here. Shake had 14 points, three and four. Yeah, you can see it on my screen here too, right? Yeah, 14 points, three three rebounds and four assists. Um, five for eight shooting, two for three. I, I mean, 11 for 20 with these combined. I don't know if you want to say they want to shoot more. I mean, this is pretty much their max. I, Shake needs to shoot more than eight shots probably. He needs to shoot. He's our best uh, perimeter uh, offensive player. You know what I mean? He's the only one who can actually break down the defense a little bit. And eventually, if you do it enough on, on guys, and, and again, let me be clear, Kemba is a good defender. Kemba works his ass off on defense. So let me not just act like, you know, whatever. But he's got to be the guy you're going to abuse so that you can force guys like Tatum or Jalen on you and hopefully get them off of Toby or get them off of Matisse and force other things to happen right now. You're going to have to shoot more than eight shots, Shake. You know what I mean? You're going to have to get more than eight shots up. Um, Al, I mean, how how much do I need to talk about Al anymore? Seriously. Two for three. I mean, what, just did he play? Uh, minus 11 had one of the better plus minuses. Um you know, of all the guys who played a heavier minutes. I, I, but just, just, just nothing, man. 25 million and this is, this is it, man. Nothing, nothing, nothing on defense. You can't stop a soul out there. And let me be clear. This whole dumbass act, uh, man, Brett, I'm sorry, bro. I'm sick of you. This act that Gordon Hayward getting injured is the reason why Al Horford came out to start a lineup. Just cut the shit. 
Cut the shit. Nothing to fucking do with it. That had nothing to do with it. You thought Al was going to guard Gordon Hayward? Al can't guard a fucking soul on this team. Except for Daniel Tice, probably. He can't guard a human being on the Boston Celtics. There is not one human fucking being. When they let Al Horford go, that should have fucking raised the reddest of flags. Any dealings that you have with Danny Ainge or that is involved, that Danny Ainge is somehow involved or has his fucking fingerprints on, you need to be second-guessing that shit. Phew, Al. 23 minutes, bro. You took up 23 minutes of game time and gave us four points, man. What am I going to say about that? Raul. I mean, how old? How old that zero? How old and, and Alec Burks? Let's put these together real quick. Because what I did not expect to happen, um, I, I'm going to I'm gonna shut this down probably. Well, it doesn't matter. What I did not expect to happen, when I had talked about how Alec Burks would uh, shoot us out of a game, or and, and Alec finished one for eight, if I'm not mistaken. Hold on, let me go back here. Uh, one for eight. When I said that Alec would shoot us out of a game, I expected that to happen because Alec's light is always the brightest green that you've ever seen. There is no green as bright as the light that Alec walks the city with. He walks in the city with a light as green as, as Shrek's, Shrek's urine. Just green, green, emitting a, a green ooze. Wherever Alec goes, he can turn a turtle into a mutant ninja turtle. All right, he can take any 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 turtle and turn. And this man is now Leonardo. That's how he's just oozing green everywhere he goes. And somehow, <laughs> I thought this green was unimpeachable. Let me be clear. You know what I mean? I thought the green was was unimpeachable. You could you couldn't ungreen him. Somehow, Brett did it. Wow. Wow, Brett, what what uh, you neutered him somehow. And what you did was put net zero in. And and as soon as I saw it fucking happen, I said, wait, what's going on here? I'm confused. I'm not the biggest Alec fan, but what are we doing? Is Alec hurt? Did Alec mix up miss a test? Did Alex fuck his what fuck his wife? What did Alec do here? Nothing. And Brett just wanted to ruin his fucking confidence because he couldn't get an entry pass in, maybe. That's what the thought was. He couldn't maybe get an entry pass in. No f- news flash, Brett. You can't get the entry pass in to, to, to Joe. You can't because you're the coach. You can't figure out a way to do it. So you sit Alec for, for, for Haul, and you So you bring in a shit player who's been trash all year essentially had a couple games where he scored but defensively he can't wait to give up a turnover there was one pass he threw uh uh we inbound the ball and he throws this pass that Jalen sniffed out and almost stole and I I fucking almost took my tv and threw it out the window because I was so sick of it already as soon as he came in the game I was angry and you 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 bring in him a bad player to compound the issue, and at the same time, your coaching is so amazingly bad. You ruined Alec. <laughs> now Alec goes one for eight, so we can't even get a scoring punch off the bench now because you, t- you you neutered him. You ruined his confidence. Alec is a bench player. That's all he's ever going to be. That's, his, that's who he is. And bench players, you know what they require? They require confidence. They require trust. They need to not be thinking they're going to be pulled out of the fucking rotation at any given moment just because on a whim. 
just because on a dumbass whim. Alec thought he was playing well. And what you did was tell him, no, you weren't playing well. And now Alec is ruined. Maybe for the rest of this series. Furkan, I mean, whatever. Just offering nothing nothing anymore. I'd rather see him start right now than Matisse. If Matisse, can't, if Matisse is going to do nothing on offense, I'd rather see Mike Scott or Furkan do something. Because, yo, Mike Scott at least has heart. Mike Scott will, will play. He'll shoot. He's a hard-nosed defender. He'll flagrant foul somebody. He's going to do the whole thing. You know what I mean? I'd rather see that. He'll shoot. He'll, he'll make them pay on offense a little bit. You know what I mean? And still offer hard-nosed defense. Maybe he's not the defender that Matisse is, sure. But he competes on defense. I'd rather see that, honestly. You know what I mean? He can spread the floor. He'll force the ball to Joe in, in bad spots and good spots. Um, it, it just, man, let's go. Let's jump to the Celtics real quick. Tatum, I mean, again, this is the Tatum show. 33 minutes, 33 points, 33, five and five. I mean, this is the Tatum show, Jalen, uh, a close second. These guys, it, it makes me sick that we have to watch these two assholes grow up together and, and torment Sixers fans. It is so ironic and so it's not, it, it is, it's, it's somewhat ironic, but it's also so, uh, uh, what's the word like metaphorical, maybe, I don't know. It, 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 it's, it's scripted. It, this is written by an author. That this person, who is the bane, who represents the fucking bane of the process, that we traded the picks to Boston, who, again, you need to be looking at side-eye anytime you do any deal with them, that they're willing to give up the first pick, that they're willing to do that, should tell you that, should tell you something, man, that we took faults, we gave up those picks essentially for Jonathan Simmons. We gave up picks for Jonathan Simmons. He's not even on the team anymore. That Taylor would be the one to drive the stake in the heart of Sixers fans. It's really fucking something. I tell you, you couldn't, you couldn't script. This is why the NBA is the greatest, because these storylines exist in these ways. They always somehow come into, into uh, they always come into fruition. You know what I mean? And it, it's, it's really fucking incredible to see. Jalen, we took Ben, and we thought Jalen was a wash. Jalen, here, here he goes. And, and listen, that, that wasn't even a question. It's still not a question. Ben is better than Jalen, but still, just the point that he is also here torturing us. Kemba just killed us from the mid-range. I mean, wow. He he essentially said he couldn't get it going from, from three, so he's going to kill us in the mid-range, and he still – he what did he go one for? Oh, he was one for six from three though. I didn't even, I didn't even think he took that many threes. He killed us from the mid range though. I mean he was eight, he was essentially seven for ten from the mid range. Um, Marcus Smart played okay. You know not a whole lot on offense, but Marcus Smart is a uh, you see what he does. He exhausts everyone around him on the other team. He exhausts Joe. He just sucks the energy out of people. He's just always around. He's a gnat. You know what I mean? Imagine you're you're imagine you're playing basketball. And every few minutes, you have to slap like a fly out of your face. You know how exhausting that gets? And she gets exhausting. You're tired already. And I got to do all this extra shit. And now I'm more tired. And that's what Marcus Smart is. You know what I mean? That's what Marcus Smart is. Except he's more like a bird. He's like a hummingbird. And you know, like, what the fuck is this hummingbird just pecking me? Like, what the fuck are you doing? Hummingbird? I'm trying to shoot. That's what Marcus Smart is. 
constantly chirping, constantly touching people, constantly being in the way, would be an incredible sixer, would be an amazing fucking sixer, is the worst on any other team. Daniel Tice, whatever. He, he was there. Romeo Langford played well. Brad Wanamaker. I mean, their bench really just outperformed our bench. Grant Williams, nine points. Semi Ojale, he hit a three. He's strong ass, son of a bitch. Robert Williams played at the end of the game. Um, Brad Wanamaker, he really, he made a couple big plays. When they went to that all bench, essentially they went Romeo Langford, Wanamaker, Cannon, and Grant uh, with Jason Tatum when they made the run in the first quarter, and that was it. You know what I mean? A lot of that damage happened in that period of time. And Tatum just, with one Tatum out there, he just demolished us single-handedly. Demolished our starters. Just single-handedly absolutely murdered us. I mean, it was bad. It was, it was, man, it was as bad as you could get. This man murdered us. So where, where do we go? Where do we go from here? Is Ben the answer? Nope. Ben wouldn't have helped. Ben wouldn't have helped. I'm sorry to say. I don't think Ben would have helped. One, if you've been watching the bubble, Ben hasn't even been playing defense. Since the bubble started, Ben wasn't playing defense. If that Ben in the bubble showed up to this game, Tatum would have had 40. He would have had 40. Ben did well against the Celtics all year. I'll say that. But if you don't think... That there is a clear, look at this, another, there's a, there's just sirens going off around me every time I'm doing a podcast because they can just know my anger. They know I'm hot. The, the Celtics would have game plan Ben out of this game easily. And you're not going to tell me that, that Ben is the, is the one when we've seen so many games, we've seen way too many games. Let me be clear about something. This is not to hate on Ben or disparage Ben. We've seen too many fucking games where we're up. Joe comes out, Ben is in with a group of other guys, and we lose the lead immediately. We've seen it happen. I talked about this on previous podcasts that actual the stats actually show that our defense drops off significantly when Ben's in the lineup without Joe. That our that he, he's actually that, that that teams run a better offense when Ben is in. There are mad stats that support that. It's not as simple and clear cut as we think it is. I know it's easy to say that. It's easy to point to the missing piece and say that's what's missing. But it's not that simple. This fucking team is trash. Our coaching staff is garbage. Ime Udoko, I'm sorry, bro. This 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 dropping in coverage shit, how many 50-point scores are we going to have to give up before you realize we can't do this? The NBA is no longer meant for drop coverage. I'm sorry. Every single NBA player can shoot. All of them. Even the ones who don't shoot, they can shoot. You can't be running drop coverage. They can run drop coverage against Toby. I'll tell you that. Man. Toby. Wow. 40 million price tag in three years. 40 million in three years. Oh, my God. That's scaring me right there. $40 $40 million we're going to give him in three years. We can't run job, job coverage. Our, 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 the coaching staff, Brett, Brett, you don't know what you're doing anymore. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Brett. You know how to lose games. So all you know, that's all. That's what you learned through the process was how to lose games, and you still ain't figure it out. You, you haven't figured out how to win them. All you did, all you figured out was how to lose games. 
ruining Alec Burks for, for now zero didn't even make sense. You really thought Howell was going to offer that much? He wasn't the reason why we were, we, we were, we were having all these turnovers. It had nothing to do with it. Yeah, he had a couple turnovers. Joe had five turnovers that, in, in game one. He had turnovers. We had a lot of turnovers in the team, throwing bad passes, cross-court passes. It had nothing to do with Net Zero. You thought Net Zero was going to come and fix that? You thought he was going to fix that? You thought he was going to fix it? No, now you just ruined Alec. That's all you did. You're behind every step of the way. You were behind. You needed to start Matisse game one and see what their, 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 their adjustment was going to be if we could have pulled game one out. And instead, you started. They were prepared for it already. I mean, not even a double team at Tatum to get him to get the ball out of his hands at any point. Nothing, just nothing. We did nothing to to slow them down. They went on this run. We did nothing. I mean, nothing. It was if you eliminate the first six minutes of the game, we essentially lose this game by forty. Yeah, we lose this game by 40. Just a, just a joke. This front office, don't even fire them. Hang them from the gallows. Take them down to a dungeon and then hang them. Josh Harris, hang them. I'm sorry, don't hang them. That's too much. That's too much. That's too much imagery for this. They need to be fired. Expeditiously. I, I, I messaged my homie at one point in the third quarter that I would fire Brett right now. Like, I would walk down. I would call Brett on the cell phone or get on the loudspeaker or have one of the fans say, from Elton, you're fired. And then have another fan say, from Josh Harris, Elton, you're fired. And then have another fan say, from the fans, fuck you, Josh Harris. I mean, this is disgusting. What, what a ruination of any goodwill that we had. We thought we had something here and we don't. We don't, this team is trash and there is no hope. The only hope is to trade assets to get these contracts off this book. So Matisse is gonna have to be the sweetener to move Toby or something, or Shake is gonna have to be the sweetener to move Al, or Ben is gonna have to be the sweetener to move Al, something like that. Is there a trade where you can trade Ben and Al for Draymond Green and, and Andrew Wiggins, something like that? Right. We're never going to get the value for Ben back. But Ben and Joe don't fit necessarily. And we got to get out the fuck out of here. Would we be better maybe with Wiggins, Toby and, and, and Joe? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. And Shake, maybe another year of Shake being a point guard. We're not going to get Toby's contract off the books. We need to stretch or, or we need to stretch out. And there's issues with, with stretching uh, players' contracts and stuff like that. But, you know, it's dead money on your salary cap, essentially. But we, I'd rather him the fuck out of here. Instead of having to give him minutes, I'd rather see Kyle Quinn play, play backup minutes. Play 15 minutes a game for Joe. I don't need to see this cross shit of Joe and now. It doesn't work. It's miserable. It's fucking miserable. I mean, this, is, this was our worst nightmare. This is our worst nightmare right here. You can't look at this. And here's what's scary. This is the scary thing I teased earlier. I've mentioned this a few times before about teams with goodwill. We came off of game seven last year. And like every team, like when the Thunder went to the finals before that, 
Um, what other young team? Like when the Rockets went to the finals in the eighties and they had, and it was Hakeem and, uh, and what's his face and uh, Ralph Sampson, right? You have teams with goodwill or even the Sonics with Gary and Sean Kemp. These teams get to this level, this one time, and you start thinking, this is it. The young guys, young core, they're going to make a run. And this is what happens. This is what happens between the front office. Fuck, let's, look at the, let's look at the eeriness of the Thunder. You go to the finals, and the very next year, you get rid of James Harden for, for Kevin Martin. James Harden goes off, is a Hall of Fame, one of the best shooting guards we've ever seen. And then the Thunder can't, they don't make it back to the finals. And then the next year, KD gets hurt. And the next year, Russ gets hurt. The next year, KD gets hurt again. And by, before you know it, KD leaves. And that's it. That's the end of the Thunder. And now you're rebuilding. Except Sam Presti does, he does, a, he, he fucks up some things. He fucked up the James Harden thing. But he also does a good job rebuilding. Look how he retooled. We don't have that option. We don't, we don't have the front office in line to actually make that good. I promise you that. We don't have the flexibility or the intelligence in the front office to do what the, the Raptors did. To trade a whole a, a all-time Toronto great in DeMar DeRozan for one year of Kawhi, win a championship, and still be dominant when Kawhi leaves. We don't have that. We made it to Game 7 last year. And God, it scares me to death that that is the furthest we're ever going to be. And looking at this team, the eerie similarities between this team and younger teams before who seem to have this bright-ass future before it came crashing down, it's all there because the base is not there. The front office is trash. The coaching staff is trash. You have Joel, an all-time great, possibly all-time great player. And you have Ben, a player that's flawed but has a lot of – a lot of uh, uh, but has so much potential. And you fucked it up. You fall, oh, you fucked it up so bad. Man, you fucked it up so bad. You signed Al fucking Horford to 25 million a year. No one was gonna give him that. No one. And if anybody was, if it wasn't the Celtics, what made you think it made sense? The Celtics have to play you. This is the Joel Stopper. They have to play you. They let him go. That means they didn't give a fuck. They knew that what he was offering was no longer worth it. And you fell for it. You fell for the false bait. And I don't buy the Tatum thing either. I'm, I'm never going to buy the Tatum thing. That they saw this in Tatum. No, I'm not going to buy it. But now, did this again, did the Celtics say, oh, I'm not sure about Markel? That, that if we flip the coin between Markel, Lonzo, and Tatum, either, either three of these guys can become great or busts. So let's put our money in Tatum because it's just as reliable as putting our money on faults. And along the way, we can go ahead and get some extra picks. Tatum wasn't shooting this way in college. So it didn't make sense to bring him here and saddle him next to Ben and Joe in our, in our space and be fucked up. And guess what? With this coaching staff, Tatum wouldn't be this good. Take, take, take heed in that. Tatum would not have developed this way with this trash coaching staff. Understand that. We were going to always lose this series. I never thought it a question. I said we'd lose in six. Or we'd lose in three. Remember, I also said we'd lose in three. Joel gets hurt game three, and, you know, knock on wood, that doesn't happen. Understand that. It's possible that we still lose in six. It is. 
there is a world where we come out game three and look like world beaters again. I don't think that's going to happen, but it's possible. We're outcoached. We're outmatched. Again, you could argue that Gordon was better than Toby. When I said that, they had four of the five best players in the series. And and as you're seeing, as again, this is the Tatum Ascension show. Tatum isn't that far from Joel anymore. I mean, you're talking about two of the top eight guys in the league probably at this point. Two of the top ten guys, the way Tatum's playing. Defensively, offensively, I mean, he's he's incredible. He's incredible. It sucks. So now Tatum and Joe are fighting for the best player in the series. Joe was still it. But it's not like Tatum is that far off. And then they have the next three best guys. And with the way with the way uh, um and right now Toby is the fifth best player in the series. But is a non-factor against their three best defenders. He can't score on Marcus, he can't score on Jalen, he can't score on Jason. He doesn't have it. He doesn't have it. He doesn't have it. He can't score on those guys. This is a shame. I mean, Josh is another sweetener. You throw Josh and Toby for something. I don't know. You know what I mean? I, I don't know what there is. I don't know what there is. You, you you have to pretty much package Ben and Al together, I think, to get Al the fuck out of here. And to hopefully get somebody here that fits. You know what I mean? Like, you're talking about, like, Ben and Al for Chris Paul. You know what I mean? At the end of his career. I would take that, though. I would take Chris Paul right now. Yeah, yeah. I would take Chris Paul for the next three years. I mean, he makes an obscene amount of money. That's the only reason why you could do it. Maybe. Maybe. I don't even know if you could do that. You know what I mean? And then give essentially give the Thunder a whole new lease on life. And now they're running out with Ben and SGA. With Al, probably get stretched. Al probably get stretched on that team, too, because he's stretched. Um, and they get to run around and, you know, have fun over there. And then we have Chris Paul and, and Joel with Toby making too much money. You know what I mean? That that that, that kind of makes sense in a world. You know, or again, like the, the Wiggins thing, you know, you put – trust me, the, the, the Warriors would 100% take Ben to put next to um, – because they don't have any big men either. So it, it would make sense to put Ben and Al Horford in that starting lineup for Wiggins and uh, – and Draymond, but that sucks. That sucks. I, I understand. I'm not saying that that's good. And I'm just making shit up. Uh, please don't take this for anything. I'm making shit up right now. I'm just trying to put things together in my head that would make sense. That in order to get rid of Al, you're going to have to give up Ben. That's that's how bad that Al contract is right now. That's how trash he is. That's how much he does not offer us. Is that you got to give up one of the biggest pluses in the goddamn NBA to get fucking Al Horford the fuck out of here. I'm getting hot. Ah, oh, man, I'm getting angry. I'm sorry. All right, everyone. I think I'm done there. Game three is tomorrow. We're going to lose. We might win. Ah, who knows? Who cares? We lose in ways that 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 you call into the question. You call into question the, the future of a, of a franchise. If you looked at, I'm not done yet. If you looked at, I, I mentioned this yesterday to my homie, TJ. I workshop things to him. That's why I always bring him up. Because every time I, before I do a podcast, I end up talking to him, usually on Xbox or something. And I end up workshopping a lot of what I'm going to talk about here to him. So a lot of these jokes sometimes are rehearsed. They're practiced almost. It's like a comedian going to, to practice at a show before he does a big Netflix special or something. If you looked at every team in the NBA right now that's in the, that's in the playoffs, 
Let's include the Suns in that. Let's include the Kings. We are probably in the worst position. I would include the Spurs in that, but the Spurs have a good front office, so they'll they'll find a way. I don't know what that way is, but they'll find a way. We are one of the worst. The Magic are the only team that's worse than us. They are in a worse position because they have nothing on that roster. They have nothing to offer. Unless Markel takes a step up, takes a step somehow, and becomes evolutionary Penny Hardaway, they're, they're, they're just, they don't have it. They don't have it. I'm sorry to say. They played well against the Bucks. They're going to lose the next four. I, I'm almost sure that they're going to lose the next four. Keep, stay tuned today. They don't have it. They, they don't have a good franchise. They never have. Um, they're probably in a worse situation because we have assets in Ben to trade. Ben and Matisse are assets that we can trade away and then sign veteran guys to fill out the bench, right? And to get out of the fuck out of here. But they don't have anything. They don't have a blue chipper. We have Joe. That is a million dollar piece on the table. You know what I mean? That's you're in the game when you have Joe. They don't have that. The Bucks, I'd be concerned. Because if Giannis leaves, which I think is likely, uh, that team is trash. It's Chris Middleton and a bunch of old guys. And then Eric Bledsoe's here. They needed to sign Malcolm Brogdon. Because then if you told me it was Malcolm and Chris Middleton, they'd be fine. The Pacers are always around. Their front office keeps them always around. Somehow, always legit, man. That front office does good work. That's Larry Bird. He's been executive of the year before. He's a Hall of Famer as a player. Maybe could have been a Hall of Famer as a coach, but he only coached for three years and is a Hall of Fame executive. A Hall of Fame executive. The Celtics, I mean, unimpeachable, great shape. Raptors, unimpeachable. One of the best front offices in the NBA. Masai Ujiri is also going to win this fucking case against that cop, that cocksucker cop. I don't know if you've been paying attention. The cop who said last year that Masai pushed him, well, there's video that clearly shows he was being a racist, cocksucking piece of shit to Masai. The Raptors, better position. Uh, are you, well, you know, the Wizards, I wouldn't even feel that bad about because you're going to have John Wall back healthy next year. Bradley Beal healthy next year. Rui Hachimura is a good player. is a nice piece. They're going to have Thomas Bryant, who's a nice piece. They're going to be the Dave, Davis Burton. I mentioned that. That five is kind of nice on the low. Uh, but that front office is trash. Let's, let me be clear. The, 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 the Nets. The Nets are... They have Karras, who's a trade piece. That's essentially what Karras is. Karras is a trade piece because Karras really has shown a propensity to operate really well with the ball in his hands. And they're not going to do that when Kyrie comes back. So he's a trade piece and he looks fan fucking fantastic. He's going to be good. They have a lot of guys there. And when Kyrie and KD comes back, they got a nice fucking core. I said we were better than the, the Nets at the, at the outset of the year. I thought we were better than the Nets, man. I was wrong. I was wrong, I'm wrong all the time. It's fine. Um, the Heat, bang up front office, bang up coaching staff. They're always going to be around. Even if you take Jimmy out, they have so many young pieces that are going to be fucking good. God forbid they sign Giannis, who, who is one of the front runners to sign Giannis. God forbid they sign Giannis. Ah, oh, fuck. <sighs> Shit. Go to the West. The Kings, a couple blue chippers. I like Marvin Bagley and I like Darren Fox. That's a really good start. Maybe we trade, maybe they trade Buddy to us. I don't know. I don't know what they would trade Buddy to us for. They're going to break us over the, the coals for fucking them over la- the, a few years ago when we had Henke. Um, The Suns, you got to feel good if you're a Suns fan. 
Devin Booker took a step. DeAndre Ayton looks like he took a step. Kelly Oubre took a step. That's a nice big three right there. You got to feel good unless unless Booker leaves, which is possible. But I mean, he did sign a big contract to stay, so we'll see. Um, the Blazers, you got to feel good if you're the Blazers. You might beat the Lakers. Uh, the, 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 the Mavericks, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? It's not even a question. That franchise is always around. Luka and KP, are you kidding me? I would trade Ben and Joe for Luka and KP, of course. I would trade Ben and Joe for Luka. I don't mean that completely, but Luka is incredible. Um, the Jazz have some cracks in their armor, I, you know. But but D- D- Donovan is taking a step. He's taking another. He's taking a mini leap in this first round. I mean, it's pretty incredible to watch. Scored 50 in that first game. Didn't score the same in game two, but was really incredible facilitating the ball. I mean, they blew them off the court. The Nuggets, I'd rather be the Nuggets. Are you kidding me? Joker, one of the 10 best basketball players in the NBA. A lot of fucking guys, a lot of depth, a lot of guys who are going to make a leap. The only thing is that Michael Porter might be a conspiracy theorist. That, that's a little weird. Um, the Clippers, yeah. Yeah, give me Paul George and Kawhi. That's fine. The Lakers, you got LeBron in AV. Now, that roster is trash, but you got them. The, the Pelicans, a really young future, really good-looking future. You know what I mean? They just fired Alvin Gentry. They should have fired Alvin Gentry a year ago, probably. But they just fired Alvin Gentry. It's gonna be interesting to see what they do with that with, with the co- with a good coach and shit like that. The Rockets, I mentioned them. They have some some uh, they have some issues, but you have James Harden. He's gonna cover up a lot of issues because he's one of the five best basketball players in the NBA in the world on the planet Earth. That man. That man. Stop. Put put respect on his name. The Thunder rebuilt on the fly. They were not supposed to be shit this year. I had them in the playoffs at the beginning of the year. That was one of my cute picks. Beginning, I said, you know what? I like the Thunder. You're telling me Chris Paul, who spent every single year in the playoffs, is all of a sudden just going to not be in the playoffs anymore? I don't buy it. Yeah. Who else is there? That's it, right? I think I, I might be missing another team. They're all better. It doesn't matter. They're all in a better situation than us. We are a pathetic franchise right now. A pathetic coaching staff. It's dark. It's dark. It's as dark as I'm making. I don't care if it sounds exaggerating. Because any times when it's not as dark, it it's only not as dark because that means that Joe is covering up so many of the fucking mistakes of this team. And that's it. That's it. All right, everyone, wash your hands. Wear a mask. Arrest the cops who killed Breonna Taylor. Black Lives Matter. We suck. And it's a shame. Yo. Uh, 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 yeah. Justice for the blind. Just something that'll find in the rhymes that are coming from my mind. You can come in.